Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, You're listening to 3CR. Pansy? Aha, pansexual. You're listening to 3CR. Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound You're listening to 3CR. Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the You're Pan. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from Coolan land and um, we acknowledge um, any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in. Acknowledge all the lands were stolen and never ceded and um, pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the program today, there's lots of ways to do it in this high-tech world, um, said the, the person who was born in 1965 and wonders what happened to when telegrams were bits of paper. Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for posts on Facebook, my page, Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And any opinions that I express on the show are strictly my own. Um, Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender and genre. We opened up with Midnight Oil, oils as they say, and um, a track from their 2017 um Great Circle live album, Armistice Day Live at the Domain, which is the only, until recently, the only Midnight Oil album I didn't have. And, um, well, um, in the interest of workplace health and safety, I did not do my usual Peter Garrett impersonation and dance around the studio. That was not enough space. Um, We have a wonderful guest on Out of the Pan today, um, and I'm really excited about this. Um, Still not quite completely settled down after... The awesomeness of Stand By Us, I thought I'm going to keep the Buy Plus stuff going. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the 3CR Airwaves, um, Anna, to welcome, sorry, to the 3CR Airwaves, Anna Kotchakova. Anna, welcome. Thank you, Sally, for having me. What a wonderful day to spend my Sunday. Absolutely. Talking Buy Plus, which is always good. Um, as as we do, I'm, I use the pronoun she, her. Is it okay if I check in with which pronouns you use, if any? And perhaps you might want to mention um, which lands you're coming, zooming, zooming and radio waving us um, into us. I would love to. Thank you so much for asking. I use she, her, and I'm zooming in from the land of the Gadigal people of the urination. Indeed. Um, further north from where I am at the moment. Now, there's lots of reasons to have you on the show today, and the one We'll start um, with the one that originally was what got me thinking you'd be a great gooest to have on the show. Um, we're also going to talk about um, all sorts of intersectionalities and um, all sorts of other things. But first of all, you're an author and you're looking for stories of Bi Plus. And that's sort of where we wanted to start. So tell us, just launch in, tell us about um, being an author and the, your latest project. Yes, absolutely. Stories is something that I feel we are deeply connected with and they really help us see something that sometimes we may not have there as growing up or being in the community where we are. And I just uh, published my first book on bisexuality, which is called Bi and Prejudice. And this is a whole collection of personal stories and uh, commentary that coming with it, of course. And I talk a lot about those intersections of different identities that we carry around and um, so many difficulties of coming to many of them. 
I grew up in Russia and I think I carried around two main identities that I would ever announce growing up there. One was that I was a woman and another one that I was Russian. Uh, it also mattered that I was from a certain city, given how Russia operates. And that was really it. I never thought about, say, mental health or my relationship to other countries and nationalities around. I didn't think about sexuality. And those things were so invisible and hidden away and a lot of the times just not encouraged to be even discussed. And when I first started meeting and seeing other stories, other people, and that was with moving to Australia, then I could finally see something that wasn't possible before. And I've heard so many people share something very similar. So when I had an opportunity to share my story and to write this book, I was, well, definitely terrified because I was telling my story. But also I felt this is an opportunity to give one more, just one more option of being a human being and see whether that can help someone see something they maybe didn't have before. There's a lot to unpack in there already, um, and there's a few things. Um, you know, sort of, um, you mentioned that you grew up in Russia and that you're now here on what is in today's language called Australia, but of course originally Gadigal lands now. Um, I'm sure just there'll probably be someone who wants to ask, and you don't have to answer this, but when and how, and perhaps a little bit, I don't really like why questions, but maybe when and how did you come to um, this, I'll say this continent? Yes, I, I do get asked that a lot. I don't mind it. I think it uh, allows to have this conversation actually about sexuality now. Mm. And a lot of the times it brings a lot of other conversations as well. Mm. Initially, it was my mother's idea, to be honest, in um, just as I was throughout my first university back in Moscow, where I grew up. My mother thought it would be a wonderful idea for me to go and maybe study overseas a little bit. My close community where all my close peers and my family friends were uh, divided between pro-West and against West. And West was everything that is not Russia. Mm -hmm. And uh, half of those people wanted me to go and see the world. And another half thought that I was a traitor, which they still think I am. Mm. My, with my mother's blessing and support, I traveled to Sydney to study. And I absolutely fell in love with everything in Australia is it was, it felt really free. It was a place where I could be free to just think, which shocked me because that was very different environment before that. And I moved across to study initially in 2008 and I studied here for a number of years and I did two more degrees. So studied in two more universities and I'm very grateful for that. And I think that is a big part of, or a big contribution towards my self-exploration and just self-understanding. I was able to study with people from different countries, which again, wasn't uh, real at all in Russia. It was so white and so binary and just Russian. And, and seeing all of those people and hearing their stories it was eye-opening. I felt like I was that, like a horse. I have those things on the side of my head, the mm -hmm. name of which I can't remember right now. Lincoln's. And I just could, see, there you go. Yes, mm -hmm. thank you. And I could just see one thing that I was taught or told and I could never expand that because they were there and I didn't know they were there. And then coming here, everything's changed. Quite shocking and can be traumatic as well. Well, yeah, there's a lot Um you know, that I want to unpack in there, and I'm going to link two questions in, in at once when you mentioned the word trauma. You mentioned mental health, which wasn't discussed either. 
Um, if Again, if you're okay to talk about that, but I'm always going to double check on these things. Um, perhaps if you're okay to talk about that, and we will say before going any further, if anything about this or any other part of the show is upsetting, please reach out for help, including um, QLife on 1800 184 527, which includes Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania. But um, you know, um, please you know, speak as you, as you need to in as much detail as you have to, Anna. Thank you. That is very kind. Yes, I think mental health is a huge part. I, I see us almost like an onion and there are different layers that are holding the core of who we are whatever that may mean for each person. And then having those different layers, they contribute towards how that core feels. And, and sometimes we really know what that core for us is. And sometimes we may not. We, we sometimes may just be focusing on the layers. And when I was living in Russia and living with my very interesting family, I felt nauseated and very anxious most of my life. And I thought that meant being a human that's what you're meant to be. You're waking up every morning and mm-hmm. you feel very, very sick. Or you wake up in the middle of the night because you have nightmares. And there were so many other different things that I thought that were normal. And therefore, life felt horrible. I just didn't understand why would anyone want to leave if life is like that, that humanity is horrendous. I, I don't want to be part of this. And only because I felt, because of, again, the way I was brought up, I felt very guilty to actually even feel this way because my parents put so much money and time and their connections and their effort into bringing up a good girl as they called it Mm -hmm. I felt very ungrateful to feel bad about anything and so they dragged me from a doctor to a doctor trying to figure out what physically was wrong with me and Mm -hmm. it it was never it was never uncovered that was physically nothing wrong apart from all the tests in the world we could think of actually including psychiatrists and everyone told me your daughter is fine so maybe just give her some vitamins mm-hmm. let her sit on the sun a bit more and she'll be fine yeah. So it was very hard to not being able to see other options of what that could have been it was absolutely nothing yeah, if you don't have the information, a full range of information you need, you can't get the best choice. And, um, you know, um, uh, well, look, I, I can just, I've got to, I'll just, you know, what what is in my mind is as someone who didn't have a word for, that was similar, to, um, called transgender for 29 and a half years and yeah. um, all that sort of thing, um, growing up again in that time with um, without internet and um, when we only had telegrams, which I mentioned earlier, um, you didn't have the information and nothing ever seemed to fit. Yes. And then you get this you know, vital piece of jigsaw that fits. And so, you know, how did you get, what was the vital piece of jigsaw for you? And how did you, you know, did you get it? How did you come about that piece of jigsaw that helped you, mm. you know, do a paradigm shift and reframe things? Yes, that's a very good question. I think I'm still trying to understand it fully but it it is very interesting growing up at home back in Russia I always felt a little bit odd I felt like everything was a little bit out of place and I'm still not entirely sure why but now I suspect that most people feel it I think most people feel that something is off when they're mistreated Mm. but even if we don't have enough storytelling and there's a really misaligned narrative I think we still feel we're mistreated, but it's so hidden away and misunderstood 
I think it, to me, it felt like I just didn't know what to do with that, but I felt something was off. But one of the things that was a bit more obvious and less subtle to me was exposure to even Western movies because uh, Russia initially was Soviet Russia. I, mm. I was five years old when that all fell apart. I cannot even remember Soviet Russia anymore. I can actually only have a couple of bits of memories and pieces, but I, nothing really of the political situation. Yeah. But I could see my parents and I could gauge from how my parents behaved and, and felt and what they said, their fears and their agitations i could could see that and with the with this ability to read books from other cultures and mostly we're talking america or the uk mm. but even that was just enough watching the cartoons and what seeing other types i mean i grew up with sailor moon which is just there is so much going on in that animation and none of that really made mind sense intellectually I couldn't quite put any words to what I was watching but there were feelings and emotions that were there that I could connect with and there was just just enough and I think I also had a couple of quite good friends actually who did go through years of psychotherapy which is just such a topic of shame for the community that I grew up in in Russia but those people could tell me that I could look for help and it is not bad, but good. And that was first time somebody said that. It did not make me act. It did not help me go and, and look for help at the time. It was too small and too early. But it was it was there and it piqued my curiosity. And thankfully, curiosity is one of my I think, biggest gifts that I was always punished for back in Russia. I just wanted to know. And that helped me to seek something else. Oh, look, there's, again, a lot to unpack in there. Um, I'm a great believer in that we need to listen to our gut and how we feel and that there's, if there's an intuition, an instinct in the gut that something isn't right, that's certainly yeah. something that's come out of what you've just said. Also, I think that um, um, we can feel when we're not in the right place, when we're, to use a phrase, a, a sheep running with wolves or trying to run with them and we're worried about whether we're going to be devoured rather with, when with, rather than being with like. And there's lots of that. There can be people, you know, in terms of sexuality and gender is where we can feel good, mental health, but also just people of a similar nature. You know, perhaps you want to be with people of a gentle nature regardless of sexuality, gender identity, etc., mental health. And I can very, very much relate to that, but also the whole stigma that still runs deep around mental health um you know if someone sprains their elbow it's oh we rest up you know can we give bring you a cup of tea or something um and you i've got to say for our listeners you timed reaching for your coffee or tea mug very perfectly there and that that was totally um no world wrestling entertainment premeditated um stuff on this show um people of all genders but um you know if you've got a mental health issue you're shamed you're stigmatized um, got to go through psychotherapy, got to, in inverted commas, fix the problem rather than getting real support. So lots in there. So you've certainly had a, a multifaceted background. And then, of course, well, you know, Russia, I mean, you know, there's, um, you know, sort of you mentioned the end of the, you know, the, well, the particular political era, which now was called by the West, at least, communist I don't know whether that's accurate or whatever else, socialist, um, I, don't, I don't know. But then things changed and so much, you know, you talked about being able to think. And I think that's a really critical factor 
we need to have freedom of thought whether we and how we use that freedom of thought and translate it into speech wisely is and action is another question um, particularly so many events in the world at the moment and in the last year but you've got to have the options first and so that's where you are now so now we've got a whole heap of information about your story and how valuable it is um, you know that says a lot in itself and that I suppose brings me back a bit to where we started which was um, you know you're wanting to get stories for your, for your next book following from um, Buy and Prejudice um, tell us a bit about what you're after there I have a Buy and Prejudice Instagram account as well which uh, started first before the book uh, happened to be and Buy and Prejudice Instagram is the place where we get to have those conversations that are maybe a little bit more nuanced or maybe a little bit more detailed because I love to bring more conversations and more stories and to to help people tell their story but also hear others and look at them and see how we feel about those other stories that helps sometimes to bring out our own biases or our own places where we feel a little bit blind or may not be even aware of it. And and with, with that Instagram space, uh, people often come and share how they how they even perceive sexuality and I have some scenarios often I give them and I ask them whether they think this is a bisexual experience and a couple of people usually people say yes or no and a couple of people actually message me saying Anna there is not enough information what are you talking about how can you say whether that's a bisexual person or experience I'm like bingo Mm. It is fascinating to to think of the ways how we can define others, but maybe we need to ask instead of just even looking at the situation. And so I often encourage people to come to, to Instagram if they feel safe and curious and to share more of those stories, how they perceive different identities, how they perceive their own sexuality. And also we then get to discuss together how they feel about certain scenarios if I give them those examples and then try to unpack why we give them those definitions. And maybe that that may turn into a book. It may not. I don't know at this stage. But this is one of the places where we come together so we can share some of those experiences together so somebody can find the way or test really a way for themselves to be a little bit, to feel a little bit more seen and see whether that's, that's for them. And also look at other experiences and, 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 and see how they define them and why, what is behind that? Why? And that really interesting because of my very binary upbringing in Russia, I would easily point fingers and say, this is what it means. This is what it means. This is what it means. Mm. And it's over years that I learned to ask questions or just observe, or just give people space, instead of saying, oh, I know who you are, or I know what this is, just give more space and not put that on other people. But that was a revelation for me. So I want to welcome others to try and experience that as well, and maybe find out something for themselves as well. Yeah, look, um, so much in that as well. We need safe spaces in which to come out, um, you know, or just to explore a little, if I can, I don't. I'm a little, actually, sometimes a little cautious about using that word, but just to, um, well, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll link it to your words. Safe spaces just to think um, could be a good way to put it. 
And <laughs> also there's a running joke in the trans community um, that if you've heard one trans story, you've heard one trans story <laughs> because everyone's is different. And it's the same for bi and all intersections therein. So definitely the case that um, we need to value everyone's story and how we get to yeah. where we are and all the whole caboodle of um, whatever intersections are involved and the whole thing. And also just um, if you are on Instagram, um, the um, tag to look for if you're putting it into your um, search engine, instagram.com by and, the A-N-D prejudice or one word, um, is how to follow um, this particular account. Um, I also noticed there's a web link um, in the um, header as well, which um, we might link to the podcast um, into the um, description under the podcast after today's show. Um, and it's a linktr.e by and prejudice um, website. So lots of um, things we can do there. So let, let, I just want to be really con a bit concise on one point. You're wanting to get more stories, if I have that right, for is it for the bot Instagram or just um, in, you know, encourage people to join up? Um, or is that, have I got that right? Yes. Yeah, so the only stories that I'm looking for at the moment, and I have been sharing for some time, and then I, while I was writing my book, I couldn't do enough of that, is to those who feel safe enough to share some of their video stories of how they perceive their sexual identity or sexual orientation and to tell how they came to feeling this way. And I started by Prejudice by sharing some of those videos. Some people felt they wanted to tell their story. Some of them were coming out stories. I just don't like the term of coming out. Mm. They were just telling the story of how they came to think in that way. And this is to say also that that self-exploration doesn't really describe what is happening. There's just not enough safety to think exactly. And those who wanted to share their thought process and how they arrived at this shared some of their videos, which we shared on Instagram, which inspired others to say, oh, my God, this is me. Or, oh, my God, I can't believe somebody said that. I was thinking this, but I just thought I was crazy. And people reached out and then wanted to share some of their stories when they felt safe. And it started to accumulate more and more. And then I got busy writing a book and couldn't reach out to people again. So it would be fabulous to restart this or resume this again. And with the help of the community, bring more video stories or audio stories, if you didn't want to have your um, video there, and share it with others how your thinking came to where it is now. Um, and it is especially interesting for me because I've went through so many hurdles and because of so many different other identities, including my race and my age and my sex and my gender expression, all those things came together and each of them had certain hurdles along the way. And then they all came together to where I am now. And I don't know what's next. There's got to be so much more than that. But this is where I am today. And all the steps along the way that brought me here, sometimes I cringe at them when I think about them. But each of them contributed towards my thinking mm -hmm. today. And I want to invite others to share some of those stories like this as well. So more people can relate to that and see, yes, this is real experience. I'm not crazy. What people are telling me is not true. My gut feeling is correct. Just feel a bit more, a bit nicer in, this, in its, um, their own skin. Which we all can do with, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of, um, we just need enough of that. You touched mm. on something else there as you were talking about two. There's two other attributes. You know, we are multi, very multifaceted human beings, um, 
Um, and there's two you, you mentioned there that you hadn't touched on earlier, gender mm. expression and age. Tell us how those parts of Anna Kochakova, um sort of fit into your unique jigsaw puzzle. Yes, um, this is something that I, 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 I quite I dedicated quite a lot of that in the book as well because growing up in such a binary space and such harsh, bigoted environment, it was only a woman and the men of a certain appearance and certain behavior. And that's all I knew for, well, more than half of my life. So it feels actually rather, rather extraordinary when I think about it. And it was a certain way of how you should be looking. And I was adhering to mine very well. I was doing exactly what my family wanted me to do as a Russian woman. I, I meant to look a certain way because I'm meant to be given away to rich Russian men. Mm-hmm. And, and it is very specific, especially in my family. And there are certain attributes and characteristics that are very encouraged. And thinking is not one of them. It's predominantly certain particular looks and particular submissive behavior and keeping your tongue to yourself and not speaking out but not thinking and it was always difficult and my gut always told me that it was not entirely right but this is all I knew and I harshly judged self and others and so when I saw people around and if they didn't fit into that what I was taught I felt all sorts of emotions and feelings because I was judging self and it came, with, it came with more love towards self, which is actually a very specific process, but a lot harder sometimes to explain because, as you, as you mentioned earlier, one experience is one experience. And with, with realizing that I could love self, my physical attributes even changed. And I had to love that instead of remembering old voices that were telling me, you no longer look the way your mother told you you should. You're not the woman that you should be. Maybe you're not a woman. And that was interesting in that moment. And I had to learn that there is way more than just one definition and one particular way of being a woman to start with. And also that there are so many more other ways of being human. And and that was when I first even mentioned that to my mother in a very brief conversation, she felt so utterly confused and I realized how much prerequisite I have done over those years that I can't unleash that on other people. I can't just have this conversation with my family. There is a lot to be learned and to go through their own experiences, which they were not willing to do, to even be able to just have this conversation. It is um, like an atomic bomb explosion change in my head sort of experience. <laughs> Yeah, look, very, very true. There, there's a few, again, a few things. Um, well, you know, last I heard, there's about seven point nine billion ways to be human, um, give or take a few hundred thousand or something. And you know, I think that the other thing is in relation to your mother. I think that sometimes, or perhaps I'd even be willing to say frequently, when people have a deeply held view questioned, even politely it brings up some deep emotional roots and they, you know, all those feelings and emotions come up for them and it can be very hard to be, I want to say very hard, it's an extra layer of work to be empathic to them when you're dealing with your own and, you know, sometimes maybe you can't, there's too much emotional entanglement or to some extent emotional interlocking, I I won't use the word interdependency in that sense, but that could be it as well. 
And it's a very, mm. you know, it's part of navigating the human condition on so mm. many levels. Um, wow, there's a lot in there. I'd just for, I'm just wanting to, um, if we might just take a quick break for a track and a couple of messages, Anna, and then we'll come back and resume our conversation. Um, I'm speaking today with Anna Kochakova, um, who was born in Russia, now lives in on Gadigal land, and we're finding all about bi-plus intersectionality and the human conditioning, or not all about, but a fair chunk of it. And you're on Out of the Pan, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, and uh, On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Just the beginning, it's not the end. You will hear me sing once more. I'll be on the wind forevermore.
It's time to speak up, speak out and speak loud. From an idea born on a park bench outside Liberal Party headquarters where hundreds of women told their stories of sexual violence, introducing Feminist Fridays. Join our open speaking circle to tell your story any way you want. A poem, a speech or a dance. You can even yell it out in the direction of Parliament House because that's where we'll be, on the steps. Feminist Fridays, starting Friday the 30th of April at 12pm. Join us. It's time to unite, heal and take back our power. Feminist Fridays isn't just a protest. We are a non-hierarchical collective ready to destroy the patriarchy, starting with your voice. This event is taking place on stolen Wurundjeri land and voices of First Nations people are prioritised. Hosted by Loud, Angry and Not Sorry. A 3CR supporter. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And prior to the messages we heard from our guest of a few weeks ago, Willow and Release, and you can um, hop onto Willow's website and there's a snippet of the next um, track from his debut album that is now on there, which is really, really awesome to hear. Um and um, we are chatting today on the show um, with Anna Koch at Cova, and um, who's an author, um, bi plus and intersectional person. I think is one um, two ways to describe um, the totality of the person in question. Um, but you have a chapter in your book, um, "Bi and Prejudice." on allyship, which is an interest, you know, it's a concept that gets, you know, sort of, well, it's tossed around and there are different perspectives and, you know, interested to hear yours about how, how, where, maybe if allyship fits into things. Yeah, that's a good question. It's something that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. And I feel that there's a few, of course, angles or really a few parts to that. One of the things that I talk about in the book about allyship is is actually caring for self. That was one of the first ideas that I really wanted to communicate is is finding safety for yourself and and figuring out, for example, going to psychotherapy and, and caring for your mental health, because I think that helps us then to look into things that are triggering us and, and find out a bit more about why we're feeling a certain way and why it's kind of very similar with um, Black Lives Matter when people wanted to do something but felt, say, really, really ashamed and couldn't act as a result. It's a, it's a great opportunity to, to go and explore that for self. Just find out what is happening, why feeling this way, maybe soothe some parts of self and so then being able to, to act. And I think it's one place that 
allies can really do is is focus on mental health of their own and their groups and support each other so that they can feel like they belong and feel like they can help and feel like they want to do so they can act really and also i i've been thinking about how to almost merge everyone in a way but without removing each and single identity because i agree with you that there are seven plus billion types of ways really of being a, a human I, I have been saying that since i was a very little girl actually although the number would have changed because Absolutely. the population keeps growing mm. <laughs> yeah but i'm thinking of i'm thinking of this default heterosexual white cis man in my head and i'm thinking like they often sit there as a default and then i'm having this image of queer community somewhere underneath as if as if there's somewhere uh, a smaller community that that is a minority and we need to stretch out our hand to do something for them and that actually makes me feel a little small and I, I feel that I want to rather merge us together and maybe maybe give a color on the rainbow to to the allies uh, not as an allyship color maybe straight people should have a color and and maybe then they become part of the rainbow community and then we can celebrate all of those experiences and i'm still working on that idea and trying to find a way how would that how would that come together what would that look like without removing all other identities and without invalidating them because of that problem of one specific way of being, being a default or being a preferred one. But I would love to, to mesh them in one day and have everyone as a rainbow community rather than them and us. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, um, there are, it's, it's something that we need to do, that we need to treat everyone with equality and kindness and listen to each other, which helps. And then we can hold space for everyone mm. in all their intersectionalities. Um, you know, as a friend of mine says, it's nice to be nice um, or something like that, um, you know, is, is at least a starting point. I'm not saying it's the whole answer, but um, it's certainly a quality of what would help achieve that sense of allyship. Um, wow. Um, and I think I just I'm checking in. Is there, any, is there anything else that um, we needed to, to cover in our discussion, Anna? I think this was very beautiful and very comprehensive. Thank you so much for, for having this opportunity for me. I just want to say that I really hope this small book, it's a small size book, that it just can be another another way, like another option, another another opportunity, another perspective to add to other stories. And I hope that it can inspire others to bring more stories out and to highlight their stories once they feel safer and more curious and also create more spaces. I know it's still very challenging for BIPLUS people. We just don't have enough spaces, I feel, where we could go and tell each other how we feel or say even how we feel out loud a lot of the times for the first time. So I'm just hoping that this very small book would add to that and, and help us yourself yeah which um well i'm look eagerly looking forward to receiving my copy which i got a notification during the week that it was shipping so not too Yay. far away um <laughs> and for more information um there is the website um linktree l-i-n-k-t-r dot double e forward slash buy and prejudice and buy and prejudice on instagram where you can find out more read more perhaps share your story and i'm look i'm 
I'm totally with you on sharing stories and with some sort of paradoxical, ironical approach. You've just done that today on this show, and that's what this show is <clears throat> here for in so much part for queer people to, in particular, and allies to share their journeys. Um, you know, sort of last week was our guest was the mother of a trans person who was also a health worker. Um, and so we need um, those spaces where people can get that uplift Everyone is authentic and therefore that's a unique sense of leadership. You've shared that today, which is really, really awesome. And, um, you know, there's so much um, to your story. Everyone has a rich story too. And as you said, every part of it somehow forms who we are and our perspectives. And over time, it mightn't seem like it at the time. And I I don't think you should ever say this to anyone at the time when they're perhaps experiencing something challenging. People say, oh, you know, that which does not kill you can only make you stronger. Don't say that at the time, but a few years later or something, eventually you'll go, oh, yeah, that's why I went through that and it makes sense now. Um, <clears throat> and I think you've very, very much been through that on a number of levels, and of it, you're here and you're doing your, your unique thing in your whole life and that's really, really fabulous. And so just wishing you every happiness and success in everything. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for your light today. This is so wonderful. Cool. I feel very safe. All right, then. We'll have another bit of music. I'll just um, 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 say goodbye to Anna for today off air. Um, and in the meantime, let's have a listen. <clears throat> um, well, we sometimes go through this. Um, it's um, where we start. It's a bit of an initiation. Here's Tommy Emmanuel, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
G'day, this is Ozzy Butler from Astronomy Class. You're tuned to 3CR on 855am or 3cr.org.au. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Keep community radio alive. Peace. Enjoy. Words out. Freedom of species has hit the airwaves. Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty-free, sustainable lifestyle. News, views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally, hopping this kangaroo hopping in to Cullen Land, now called Melbourne, or um, Nam, as it was another traditional name. Um, we have lots of things coming up of immediate um, sort of import, if you import. That, that sounds very Shakespearean. Um, we have freedom of species, and today's show is about performance in animal, animal activism, or <clears throat> sounds to me like how we can use performance to talk about animal activism. And arts are always, of course, a great way to um, you know, communicate um, thoughts and issues about all sorts of social justice and animal justice issues. So that's freedom of species from one through two. Um, two till three is rotations, and it's a rotating presenter, which I'll come back to in a second, and queering the air um, from three o'clock. And remember now, of course, we are on daylight savings time. Now, next week on Out of the Pan, I will have um, Cat Patrick 
and possibly Hayley Wills, who are the writer and author, respectively, of a wonderful children's book called The Spectacular Suit. And if you search engine on that, you'll find out what it's all about. You may want to um, hurriedly get a, an advanced copy from Hares and Hyenas. Um, it's a really lovely book, and um, it's a um, Hayley Wells' um, illustrative picture book debut. Um, and then after that, of course, again, will be Freedom of Species next week, but rotations at two next week, well... You're getting an extra hour of these dulcet tones because I'm going to be rotating in um, to do a tribute show to one of my favourite artists of all time, Tom T. Hall, a um, um, sort of bluegrass country singer who passed away. I'm going to be playing lots of Tom T. Hall tracks. Bit of a bonus um, next week. Lots of our listeners, um, our awesome listeners, as we only have on 3CR, including out of the pan coming in, uh, on the email, Mel has said it's a gorgeous day, listening and having coffee in the park. Good books and great authors have the privilege of establishing characters we resonate with an audience who are conservative and need their privileges challenged. And I agree with um, Anna. Yep, I'd agree with that. And to some extent, that, in a little way, that will apply to um, for Kat, um, who I'll be chatting with. I'll have to do it pre-record because Kat is in England. Um, but we'll have that interview next week on Out of the Pan. Um, over on um, another device, um, Hoffler's mentioned the SBS um, Insight episode that was on a few weeks ago, which is really, really good watching. You can get that on SBS On Demand. Um, really good by plus people, um, including people who have been on 3CR um, before, um, whether it's on <clears throat> this show or um, um, In Your Face, which is four till five Fridays. Um, so that's really awesome. Um, and we've had an SMS in as well. Um and um, that's um, Harry. Um, hello, Harry. Thanks for listening in. I think you're in, the, in my best Bart Simpson voice. You're a first-time caller, long-time listener or something like that. Thanks today for Love Your Show and the chat with Anna. What is their website? Yes, I'll pop that. I'll mention that again. It is <clears throat> linktr.com. So that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E forward slash buy and prejudice. That website again. L-N-I-L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E forward slash by and prejudice, the and spelt out A-N-D and by and prejudice, all one word. And I'll pop that into the podcast link as well. Thanks um, to all those um, comments and queries. Um, We love queries on this show. Well, look, we like nice people, as Anna said as well. Um, There was a pun, because we can. Um, Well, um, I'd better get out of here and make way for Freedom of Species to talk about performance and animal activism. Um, and um, as I say, great um, show coming up. And yes, um, if you can sit outside with your um, earphones on and um, have your dose of caffeine, as Mel is, I think that's a great idea. Um, and of course, now 15 kilometres of parkland to consider in for those in Melbourne. I should have mentioned earlier, by the way, um, you know, I didn't realise that um, Feminist Friday's uh, message involved doing things in person. Um, please make sure that if it's not permitted under the COVID regulations, don't do it. Um, my apologies for any confusion there. Um, anyway, that's all I've got time for today. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Take you out today with... Um, um, Crown of Thorns from way back in the late 80s, early 90s, and the big voice of Chris Wilson, and a track called The Story of Love. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.